Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? You know, I got I got this big list of stuff and I got to buy it for my business. And, you know, I keep looking around. I'm like, I got one thing of paper. I got a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm realizing that I'm like, I'm kind of expensive. You it's are hard. high maintenance. That's for damn sure. I know. Yeah. I know. And the thing is, is like, you know, I keep thinking is as a startup, if I could only harness the power of buying things. Yeah, I need like group, green M&M's. I don't know if that's going to be in the range of possibility, but I have you ever heard of it, what a GPO is? Nope. Yeah. Well, it, it's a, once again, thrilled and impressed with the timeliness of our guest appearances. Now, before mm-hmm. I introduce today's guest, I probably should say and mention that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. We can help you build a development team quickly and affordably. Make sure you check us out on the Startup Hustle YouTube channel and on Instagram at, at Startup Hustle Podcast. Now, that said, I mentioned we have a timely guest in regards to my purchasing needs. With us today, we've got Anthony Clarevy, who is the CEO and co-founder of Una. Is this true, Anthony? This is true. Glad yes. to be here. Accurate. So, um, you know I love it when you're interactive. So, go to Una.com, U-N-A com or maybe check out Instagram, Una. Okay, I'm just GBA. most impressed you have a three-letter domain name. Right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. How many millions did you pay for that? <laughs> Not millions, but it was an investment. Was it hard to get? It was. And it's amazing. It was like we were uh, mentioning, uh, talking about Black and Beach the other day, and their BV.com. Right. I'm like, wow, you, had to, you were there at the beginning of the internet. It goes a little bit. We just yeah. try to keep things simple, so the brand... The well, the, the size it. matters when it comes right. to domain names. Like, yeah. you, know, this, this, you know, the it's smaller, easy to the remember. It's actually a Latin word means together. So it doesn't? Come on. Huh, interesting. Or one. Yeah. And, well, is, is that the, the female tense of uno? Is, there, is that how that works? My sure. It's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I'm still thinking about a deal on green M&M's. <laughs> So. Yeah, well, I want to work that out. And, you know, as I mentioned, I've got all these buying needs for my startup, but I'm a startup, so I don't have a lot of buying power. And I, I feel right. like that's something that Una and visiting Una.com might get me in line with. So why don't you, get, why don't you give everyone a, a, a quick overview on, on what you guys do and right. what a, G, a GPO is? A GPO. So how do you, you know, how do we make GPOs sexy and fun? That's kind of what we're trying to do at Una. Okay. And we consider group purchasing a part of the overall, just the procurement space in general, and that there's a need not only for startups, but for small businesses on how they are buying uh, off supplies to shipping and people are always traveling in startups or, or, or small to medium sized businesses. And there's a great opportunity to leverage what the big dogs, the four to 500s are doing uh, through Una. And we have negotiated and leveraged pricing with your everyday big box brands. Um, and we're able to then extend that opportunity to small and medium and sometimes larger businesses that don't know the value or the opportunity that exists uh, under a group purchasing model. So, so what's an example of this? Instead of me using staples or something, I would go to <laughs> your go direct, site. Yeah, go direct with and us. And you have a 
uh, discounted pricing already worked out with Staples. Yep, you got it. Nailed it. It's easy. Why wouldn't I do this? It's there. You asked another great okay. question. You know, Matt, the that's except, usually the question. Except I never buy anything. That's so I'm probably a terrible customer. No. <laughs> I don't buy very much. That's really the question, though. But, is, but that's not true. Your business does. What's the trick? A little bit. What's yeah, the catch? That's you, that's when you know you're in a, you're in a good conversation. So, well, hang on, Anthony. What's the catch? What's the catch? There you go. Well, it's free to be a member too. So then it keeps well. So it's free, and you have negotiated. How do you guys make money? And there's lots of different ways that GPOs are servicing the marketplace. Some do charge a membership fee. Uh, others are, you know, traditional work through suppliers. We're more traditional. Uh, we work with the supplier, and that's all built in uh, to bring the value to the end user. But what is unique is we look at two customer bases. So it's the end user, actually the business buying mm -hmm. the product and services, but then our actual suppliers too, which I won't focus as much on today, but it is important in that model to think of it as, as a true kind of triangle relationship, or as we like to say, the focus on together. Is it only office supplies or, mm. or what all is on everything the from office it's, supplies? It's outsourced to procurement. Outsourced procurement. So everything. We know a few Can things I buy about a seahorse? A seahorse. So that would be a unique <laughs> item, a sourcing item that we could maybe look into. But think of more everyday operational expense items that might hit a business. <laughs> what? Outside of a, a seahorse, a green M&M's. By, by the way, yeah. <laughs> Freaking rock star demand. That's good. So, For those of you not listening, go back quite a few episodes when we first got listed on apple's top charts and nice. watson immediately went rock star he got he got a tour bus somehow had a seahorse in there and green m&ms and demanded nothing but green m&ms yeah. so noted by the way you can buy those on amazon like someone actually sits oh, somewhere sure. and sorts them out so the the demand of four pounds of just blue m&ms uh, as a rock star is no longer that rock star you're gonna have to could be a little more original, does that yeah. extend to starburst and skittles yeah yeah you can literally buy all of like the color yeah but mm. by, by the I way blue sweet tarts only. my my, my three-year-old son has not learned yet that no one likes orange starburst and so uh, yeah I'm i haven't met that. anybody yeah. so people use this for group purchasing for office stuff but what, what all types of things so the categories range right so we can uh, help a company in buying vehicles. We have a fleet program. Okay, We can hmm. help a company on, maybe they have 100 travelers. Again, that's going to be a larger business. Do they have any kind of platform that allows them to control their hotel spend okay. or a uh, rental car? Or we even have a rideshare program unique uh, with wow. Lyft, uh, Lyft for Business unique program that's that's through us that's actually been really, uh, really impactful as of recent. Um, that's a recently negotiated agreement. Okay. Um, you know, and everything from the can less, buy software developers, buy software yeah. developers. We now put, we're getting into a, we get like full scale integrated in here. And there you go. Purchasing a full scale. Well, and, but on some <laughs> level, I mean, as, as the CEO of, of full scale, I would be interested in talking to anybody that would line us yeah. up with large scale buyers. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, I'd be into that all day. Right. Because when you, I mean, in the end, for as your company gets bigger and, you know, full scale, we know something about outsourcing. That's right. kind of our whole How about business that? model, right? Yeah. 
Um, but the, so with, for us, it, it, the easier we can make it for a business to get back to doing what they really want to be doing, you got it. the better off our clients are. And, and that's the same thing that, that it's pretty clear to me early. Now, I'll be honest. I hadn't heard of a GPO. I asked before we recorded and just like I asked Matt, like, what is a GPO? Right. There's sure. a lot of these kind of things that, you know, we had, um, Erica from lever one and here, sure. and these are different. Like the PEO. Yeah. PEOs, Erica's great. And, and yeah, yeah, she is. And, and, but these things are really good and should be looked at by startups of all stages and now remember we we define what's a start because is uber still a startup now yeah how do you define a startup we we work is definitely not a startup anymore no i mean they have crashed and burned I was talking to one of their management here. I was trying to get him but to if, come in on the podcast. He's like, really? I might need approval on that. Oh, who was it? Like Chad or <laughs> Eric? I'm not going to get into oh, that. Yeah. Let's not call people out at WeWork because who knows? That could be a changing landscape. But with, and in that regard, a changing landscape is something that an organization like yours will keep up with. Um, so as a startup, you get these. I, I often refer to the needs of a startup as comparing to like a Swiss Army knife or a sword. And a sword is like, if you're a huge company, you might have to just have, you have a procurement department. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't want one. Sure. Cause these are people that, and that's where that, that interesting balance of savings and spending come in. Cause now you've got people you're, you're paying people to spend money. Right. So if you don't have to pay people to Hopefully spend spending money, one, money wisely. Yeah. Well, but saving money is making money. Sure. So, you know, I, and I say there's three ways to run a business successfully. You can sell more, you can spend less, or you could do both. The third one's the best. So, I encourage both. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So you guys also have like furniture. Furniture programs. You got so, it. So how does your guys' website work? If I go to your website, is it like basically freaking Amazon or is it more like affiliate links or how You're does gonna, it work? It's going to be more of a consultative approach. You're going to talk to somebody okay. and get an idea depending on the size of your business, your needs, your category spend. You know, typically what we're finding is, like Matt said, somebody is probably just wearing this hat, depending on the size of the business. And so this is just like this last minute unplanned spend. Hey, I need help on XYZ categories. And we will facilitate and set up all those arrangements with the suppliers. So, but it, but is this like, so our administrative assistant needs to buy $5 worth of envelopes. Does she go to your website to use it for that? Or is it, what are, what are the use cases? You sound like a great lead right now. Yeah. <laughs> five dollars worth of envelopes so ideally there would be some kind of uh, approach beyond just five dollars worth mm-hmm. of envelopes there's a even there's some minimums uh like if we set you up with office depot or staples or if we use one of those big box retailers but yes ideally if there was some needs on a weekly or monthly basis we would try to work with you and understand what are your spend habits and have you but thought I mean, what, about what is your ideal customer though what what is their ideal like Ideally, we're looking for customers that are spending, you know, thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, Still buying envelopes, but buying a lot more of them. Right. And looking at other categories too, right? It'll it'll blow your mind on size of businesses that maybe you're doing a lot of spend through small parcel. We have one of the most competitive small parcel agreements in the country. So, and you don't need um, a lot of employees to, depending on if you're doing e-commerce or, again, it, it varies of a lot of different businesses. So is what you do more consultative than transactional? Yes. I would say I need to buy a hundred. The transactional will be with a smaller company that's saying, Hey, I just need to, I've got a few categories. I'm doing, you know, X, Y, Z and spend. And I'd just like to get on your program and I don't want to go through the whole negotiation hassle, or I don't have a procurement team, but I know there's a need. I found out about you or the value of GPOs. 
or then there might be a much more, which I would say that's a little bit more transactional, or there might be a much more a larger procurement advisory conversation, which we do like to facilitate for larger companies. Well, the name, the name benefits, the power of the pool, right? Power like, of the pool. Just like, I mean, the whole, that whole thing. And we just, have billions yeah. in buying volume, right? right? And we have contractually negotiated agreements ready to go. Yeah. So tell us about, uh, how long have you guys been doing this? You know, how, how big of a company? Really up and rolling since 2012, okay. uh, still less than eight figures, but we're, again, we're, I'd say track tracking really well. We're, we're servicing a little bit. I'll say this from a history standpoint, why you guys don't know about GPOs. It all started in the healthcare space. The hospitals figured this out. Hey, let's get together and leverage. And what we've done is taken that model and extended it into the business community. Well, that makes sense for somebody who they need to buy a lot of test tubes yeah, or MRI machines or and gloves and beds, a lot you of name supplies it. on it. Well, got... most businesses are like that. I mean, we're in the software business, yeah. which is, a, but we buy but, envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, but at the same time though, you look at some things like, do you guys do negotiate deals for software licenses or anything like that? Is so there, not, there also options. There are some options to do some other suppliers that have that. So that's, sure. um, we've got to deal with a company called connection, but that's not as a big yeah as big of play uh technology as a service has been an interesting option through some because that starts to add up you know i mean if yeah. you have if you have and you know, we have a couple hundred employees sure. and if we're you know and and we look at our budget a lot yeah. a lot of things now um our employees are largely in the philippines but right if we we provide free snacks I was going to say, we, at Stackify, that's mostly all we buy is we, snacks and drinks. Sure. Yeah, but we but, but with 180 people, we spend 10 grand a month on snacks. Right. Yeah, full you know, and is that Yeah, and that's like, you know. It's, a real, it's, it's real, real, real dollars. Yeah, and then other things too, you know, like the – and I know that in the Philippines in here, that's not always a direct comparison. But, we, you know, we've had to – it was a pain in the ass for us to source and negotiate and get things hooked up for things like equipment. Cause we'll buy $50,000 worth of laptops in a month right. sometimes. And, and, and not, every, not all places just have that there. Right. And you, you know, so those some, big purchases, yeah. that's an option too, where we see we can be a resource. Say it's free to be a member. If you have stuff coming along, you know, down the pipe in your budget, whether it be this year or next year. And we do, you know, a big purchase like that, 50, hundred grand on technology. Uh, that's a great opportunity for us. How, how scalable is this for me as a business? I would say it's extremely scalable. I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're connected. You still work with the same suppliers, if not somebody very close to what you're already a substitute of maybe what you're already working with. And you the same functionality. You don't pay Una. We're just a conduit and a facilitator and an advisor in the procurement or purchasing process. So you're you're experiencing the same things and buying opportunities or service levels, if not better, that you're experiencing today. But hopefully at a much better and more aggressive price. So how does that work? If, if I need to buy $10,000 worth of envelopes from Office Depot. What do you need all these envelopes? It's a lot of envelopes. We're going back Dude, to that. But we're making least... a shitload of money and we are mailing invoices, man. It's good. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. The No, we rock their credit cards. Rock it. Yeah, we rock them. <laughs> um, the, so the question is, so I pay Office Depot direct. I don't pay you. You got it. So then how do I get my discount from Office Depot? You come through us and they know you're linked. You get a negotiated price, you get it tied to our contract. The rest is directly with the supplier. So then how do you make money? Well, we, so we have it built in with the supplier. So they like give I you a kickback or something? Well, we don't like to use that language, but it's, uh, <laughs> the language what that's used, it? the traditional model is an admin fee that's a built in. Fee yeah, it's an admin fee right. that's built in. 
Well, that works for the supplier too, because you know, people that anybody that sells stuff, well, at least that's smart understands that there's, you know, the, the cost of boots on the ground is expensive. So they're right. going out and finding buyers is it reduces the overall need to staff. Well, it's like, since you're so into envelopes today, you got to pay those people sure. to work at Dunder Mifflin. Right? Yeah. Dunder and Mifflin. you know, well, they're there yeah. to, you know, Jim's always trying to sell paper yeah. or Dwight. You're more of a Dwight. Oh, come on now. Yeah. You I guys, see myself as more of a Pam. Do you guys do a lot of pranks here? <laughs> no, you, dude, trust yeah. me. You, trust me. If you're anybody, you're Michael Scott. Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, so if I go to Una.com and I'm checking stuff out and now I get, I get hooked up and we're going through some consultation, like – What's the speed to service? Like, how fast are you going to get me hooked up? How fast is this going to be some, going? Some of the the programs or contracts you can get going that week. Some most are going to take less than thirty days. Okay. So, again, it's going to depend on need and volume and conversations. Uh, but absolutely, speed of speed of the opportunity. That's the that's probably the biggest value when you talk about is it scalable. Most of these are negotiated already, ready to go. So out are of the these box. usually larger recurring orders or larger one-time orders? Well, Matt mentioned the technology order. That would be probably a more of a one-time purchase, mm -hmm. capital purchase, furnitures, capital purchases. But ideally, most of our conversations are going to be on a recurring basis. Like, I'm a hospital and I buy all that crap over yeah. there. Or I'm month. a business and, and I, I buy all that crap. I order all that crap every yeah. month. You're pushing out invoices of 10,000 e uh, envelopes, yeah. you know. You yep. need to buy those every month, Heck right? Yeah. So. I think you're going to find that. I hope everybody you're knows. Stuck me. with these envelopes, man. Yeah, we do way more than envelopes, but that's a great, you know. I'm just trying to keep it simple. Sure, absolutely. Well, do you really want to keep it simple and be like a really lame class in business school? We, you just refer to widgets. We need there more. You go. We need more of those pins with the diamonds on them pens. from Penco. Yeah, Penco LLC dot com. Yeah, sure. Check it out. Check it out. That's uh, those are some of the greater pens. You're looking around for them. No, man, those went fast. We all have. <laughs> they do, walked do, off. Well, no, that we have integrated them into all facets of our life. Nah. We have a listener at, at Penco, Penco LLC, baby. Okay. Um, they make these pens that have that what looks like about a, what would you say? It's about 20 carat, 10 or 20 carat. I don't even know top. what to say, but yeah. yeah, it had a big jewel on the top. Gold. Yeah, that guy's been one of our supporters. What's up, Steve? Awesome. Um, so, uh, all right. So, I want to talk about Una as a startup for a minute. And you said you started this in 2012. Yep. Like, what made you get into this? Were you a procurement person? Or? No, no. Yeah. I uh, grew up in Columbia, Missouri. Got two kids. I mean, the whole uh, where I am today and where I was then, it was kind of like, hey, this is working for hospitals. We're starting to see some traction in the marketplace. There's been some other GPOs that have extended this into the business, and it's a phenomenal model um, from a from an EBITDA standpoint. There's there's great value from a business model perspective. If you're actually bringing value to two people, I'll emphasize that suppliers and the end users. The so win win win. It's a win win win. And I I want to go back to you mentioned staff, and it, it really does matter. Like we we think about that. We are of course customer centric. You hear a lot of that, but suppliers our suppliers are our customers too so we really have to be conscious of that uh, in this model that's how we've have grown uh, we believe there's a fantastic uh, marketing component to getting the word out about just education alone you two didn't know about gpos um, obviously maybe just based on the business that you're in today but we believe there's a phenomenal educational component of 
just sharing the message, hey, this is available to businesses of almost any size and scope. There's an ideal range. And then there's there's a target market that our suppliers are trying to support and drive value to. But we want to be we want to be a part of that. And we've got a message to share. And we we value that um, that interaction. But you're open to very much open to businesses all size. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I, mean, I think that's smart. Where it fits. Yeah. And that's smart, too, because, you know, today's business has three people. It could be next year's business with 30 or well look how many employees did we had last year yeah, we've doubled skills. and doubled in size yeah. year yeah. over year and then it's great the size we doubled from a year ago didn't even exist right well it was five went from five to 100 to 200 and so how, how do you decide when and where to focus attention on different clients or is this just one of those things that once you kind of get them integrated with what you're doing that they become somewhat self-managed? So there's opportunity costs in anything you're doing, right? So ideally a client is going to jump on three to five programs. It makes sense whether it's our hotel offering, our shipping offering, our office supply offering, or maybe you're, there's some fleet offering or the ride share offering. I'm kind of hitting the highlights, but ideally there's a volume commitment or understanding that Hey, we're a sourcing solution for you. It's outsourced sourcing or, or supply chain or purchasing option that's free to use. It's all ready to go. Um, and typically it's it's going to be around volume, hey, sure. you know, and, and commitment and just trying to understand does, you know, I get it. Not every, a lot, a lot not of every business is going to want If you're like, I need to buy a lot of these things all the time. Sure. How do I save money? Right. Well, and I, think, I don't I have leverage I... power in that category, so... I'm going to go to you guys. I've either found out about you or I just kind of bumped along you online. Ride sharing is an interesting, I think is an interesting um, example because, you know, you've got employees that are out doing things. Maybe they're traveling and somehow I got to go to Cleveland. I don't really have to go to Cleveland, but I'm in this example, I will. And I'm going to get an Uber or Lyft or whatever we're using and all this different stuff. And now if I have to do that and charge it to my card and whatever, now I'm having to find all these different line items, I have to turn in credit card reports. You, you, get, you create a whole level of other kinds of expenses right. by, through reimbursement. Right. And, uh, you know, so when you, I'm just curious when you do that, is it like a, is it like a shared account or... Like, so typically we found a lot of traction with some enterprise uh, customers and you know, well beyond just a small medium space in our rod sharing program. It actually is through Lyft. Uh, it's a unique program through Lyft. And we're setting that up at the corporate level. And then all the employees that are traveling, it's all set up for them. So it's a pre it's a really slick opportunity. You're talking about uh, large scale enterprise stuff. I think, uh, Things like Microsoft and Amazon combined have like almost their own terminal at the Seattle airport. Yeah, and the, well, this, right. Yeah, and that's some of it. Now, all those people that work for some of these companies are out. They're doing. Yeah. I mean, think about how many potential receipts. Kind they of, have and, a whole different right. set of problems. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, fifteen years ago, when I used to work for Roland, and I had a thirteen-state territory, like I spent significant time not only tracking my own receipts, but just doing goofy little things that I then, I remember just like sitting around how much time it took once a month to put all this stuff together. And I would literally have a stack of receipts, like so, so thick that you couldn't staple right. them, you know, and then you send them in and now someone else has got to go through that and just all this stuff. And it was like, you know, I look back at some of that and I'm like, man, this could have been so much easier. Right. So, so for your business, talk about being a startup, how much um, is, does your how much does your business use technology to do what you do? Is there a big technology component to it? If you consider, so we use like Monday.com, we use Salesforce, some of the basic components. Um, I mean, like if I'm your customer and I go to your website, am I logging? Is that like 
you have like uh, so right now there isn't a stuff. portal access we're trying to keep it uh i think over time there's some reporting that we'll give like on a monthly it's basis more like or a quarterly basis yeah so email or have a conversation we've looked at different a uh, some kind of bring it all together uh portal aspects where we don't have that set up today because it's been really tricky as you can imagine you've got the building software is easy Hundreds of suppliers, definitely. I know, I know who to go to. Uh, hundreds <laughs> no, of suppliers, not, not with, <laughs> right? Uh, hundreds of suppliers that all don't all talk to each other with yeah. all their different mechanisms. Yeah. So, I think the what would be great, which is a little bit what Amazon does, but doesn't have the uh, let's say service aspect or a consultative yeah. approach, is just kind of one number and everything flows through that. Yeah. That's not this setup, you know. But uh, you do have one point of contact that can facilitate all that through the suppliers. So the technology component is it's all set up for you. A lot of the, a lot of our value is going to be on the contracting piece. That's already done the ease of use, the service, the advisory. And then I think over time, I actually think there's a technology or kind of a tracking or what, what have I saved? What is the spend value and why would I continue to use Una as a sourcing solution? Absolutely. I think there's a phenomenal opportunity there that yeah, absolutely. we need to, we need to um, that makes you know, total capture sense. Yep. like you're saying. So I'd be, I'm interested in setting mixtape the game up in the distribution channel. Cause I think that all businesses have a better workplace culture mm. when they have at least one, one deck of mixtape the game cards. And I think that in order to demonstrate the power of mixtape in a local community, we should probably play. Have you played mixtape? No, before? I'm in. You're about to. So mixtape the game.com. I pulled a card out of the mixtape deck. I'm going to read a scenario. We're all going to pick a song. Okay. And then we will vote for who wins. You cannot vote for yourself. Heavyweight champion of the world. What's your walkout music? Going with Mama Said Knock You Out by a local mm. See, you're cheating over there staring at these cards. Dude, I pulled this yeah, like 30 whatever. seconds. Yeah. So does it say like the top hey, five Bre songs? Breland, you were in here. Did you see that? Was he cheating? I've oh. never cheated at mixtape. You're just not any good at it. I'm going to go with, uh, what is it? We Will Rock You. What is it? Queen. Uh, come on, Queen. Yeah. I was going to say Raps. Yeah. I when I think heavyweight championship of the world, I usually don't think Queen, but maybe that is a pretty popular song. By the way, Watson's giving me a hard time because I can tell he's drawing a blank. This is where the same. This is this I'm is in the same boat. By the way, this is where we get an answer like Limp Biscuit. I was going to use that. That's one. not a song, Matt. That's no, a band. but Rolling by Limp Biscuit. Okay, fine. You can yeah. use that. You're going to get that band soon. I think it's clear that Queen didn't win, but well, we don't know that because I've got to vote for one of these really yeah. bad answers. Oh, because I'm not Says the able, music guy. I'm not able to vote for myself, yeah. but um, I'm not. I'm voting for Anthony because uh, I you guest. You have literally like made that your default. How many times we need to keep a scoreboard of answers? Yeah. And, well, when, and when it, and when an answer gets used so many times, it gets banned. I yeah. gotta go with the mama said knock you out. Yeah, that's probably a better one. Yeah. So I, I can't have, vote for myself. No. You have the deciding vote. I'm gonna go. Mama said knock you out. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Heavyweight champion. While Breland's in here, do I get to fire the money gun and we'll do videos? Like she's signaling. She's like, hang on. I gotta get Which this means she's up. probably already posting pictures on the at Startup Hustle podcast instagram and by the way 
um, I'm going to probably turn this into a TikTok video. I was going to say, yeah. Because I've now learned as an adult of what TikTok actually does. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, you know, there's no videos. Of and you should do his this. song to it. And yeah, hang on now. Well, <laughs> going to work. What have you done to my money, guy? It's got so much money in it, it won't fire. Look at that, dude. It's like coming oh. out in clumps. This is what I deserve. It's too bad. What did you do to my money gun, Watson? Sorry, the money's kind of dirty and jammed it up. Oh, my God. Dirty money. There it is. All right. What? They're only Perfect. ones? Yeah. There is a single two in there somewhere. Yeah. This we gotta get them. You know what? You we always talk about a, a business solve a, picks a problem worth solving. Can someone build me a reliable money gun? Because <laughs> go. like, if we had to take this thing into battle, we would have died a really long time ago. Am I right? right. Yeah, jams a lot. First world problem. I do. You know what? <laughs> I was I was thinking about this the other day. So when Kevin Lockett, former chief, came in and he won the round of mixtape and we let him fire the money gun, about four bills of it came out and he goes, they're only ones. Oh. And then he just put it back down. He's like, I'm not. Did not discharge the rest of the bills. And that was a moment. What did you learn? I, I realized I really hadn't made it yet. Hmm. Yeah. Did you have that same feeling? You know, next time I come back from Cebu, I'm going to come back. Put it, but the thousands with the, enough yes. thousands. Yes. There that's what, yep. There we go. Actually, and every time we go rain. to Cebu, what last time I was in Cebu, they asked, they were like, did you bring the money gun with you? And I was like, yeah, I don't think that taking anything shaped like a gun. <laughs> we on should it, do that. On it's any, frowned upon. It's, it is. It is. And I'm pretty much, you know, usually when you get to the Philippines, uh, customs involves a guy smiling and waving at you as you walk by. I feel like that would be one where that wouldn't be the case. I don't think you get the smile. <sighs> Maybe. So. <laughs> so for those of you listening, make sure you go to una.com. That's una.com. They're also on Instagram at una underscore GPO. Uh, una is going to help you quickly and efficiently outsource your procurement, which I think is pretty cool. So Anthony, as we, you know, kind of proceed towards the, the end of this sure. episode, you know, what are some things that you see for Una in the future and like, how are you planning on making this a global phenomenon? Global phenomenon. Right now, the contracts are nationally extending. So getting into international is not part on the vision board, but being the industry leader, Okay. Uh, and the GPO space for business is kind of the biggest uh, and brightest vision statement. And we're focusing a little bit in the healthcare space, non acute, because it's it's uh, it's extended in that, and that's where the genesis of things. But we think there's a huge opportunity for education, as I mentioned, and I think there's a technology component to continual ease of use to how how we're not only working with suppliers but then end users on. How do we make it easier to get the product in the right hands? Right. When and you say education, do you mean just literally educating? Literally, people edu that, that right this now, is a thing? talking to you guys and getting, right. talking to your audience and saying, "Hey, this is available to your business," uh, and not first of all, not even knowing about it, but then thinking, "Well, that's just for the healthcare space." Um, and so and I that's think that, that's a challenge, though, because education and branding. There, you know, we've been talking about this recently with different people, and and that that's tough, right? Because well, people don't know what they don't know. Right. Um, and I, you know, so how does what you guys do, how is that also changing? You know, what, what Staples and Office Depot merged? 
didn't they? Because it, it didn't go through. Oh, it didn't. Go, did didn't it go get through. blocked, or did okay. it just not go through? Uh, I probably got blocked, just like the Cisco U.S. Foods deal. I'm surprised at that, but they they almost had to merge because you know things like Amazon have changed the face of yep. purchasing and like. I don't want to say ruined retail, but like retail is like a completely different game now. Adapt or die, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the whole thing. And I think that part of like what GPOs do is a form of of evolved, you know, use case. But, you know, how does, how do you, I mean, is that, is that kind of change also affecting you? Because I would think that it would be more appealing to use a GPO and stuff like that when your local retailer isn't right around the corner. Right. No, I think it's it's a phenomenal opportunity, but it can also be a challenge because, again, our our customers are our suppliers, so we have to make sure that we're being proactive in some of the stuff that we can actually control and influence, and then in other ways, reactive as, as they make industry changes on how that affects their customers, which are our customers. But I think a lot of it is, uh, look, there's a phenomenal opportunity for GPOs uh, or businesses to use GPOs as long as the understanding is, again, it's a two-way street. We look at our suppliers. I can't emphasize that enough as our customers. And we really try to understand what our customer needs are. And it's, it's amazing. Unplanned spend, indirect spend, it's not sexy, but it does add up. Mm-hmm. And so having that conversation and there's a, there's a whole world of procurement and, and supply chain and sourcing people online and LinkedIn and all the platforms that are trying to make this cool uh, because it's kind of been the in the corner. There's your buyer. Hey, go do your thing. And we're, we want to be involved in that community and say, hey, there's, there's, a, there's a place here. Una can be a part of that. Um, and maybe it's just even the education. Maybe you don't use us. Maybe there's a, we can help you from, you're working direct with your suppliers. There's, you, we think there's just such an abundance mentality and opportunity that. You we, know, Matt, what, one instance where a GPO would have been ideal and, you know, a few years ago when I was working, doing some work with Urban Necessities and they're a, a sneaker resale store out sure. in Vegas and, you know, they were growing so quickly, it was difficult to keep up with. But some of the things we went in and started to analyze was like, like, okay, if you could save 10% on shipping, you would like literally save $10,000 a month. Oh, yeah. Exactly. If you could, I mean, and just these things that, that individually didn't, well, they kind of seem like a lot, but when your business is growing really quickly, you're oftentimes just trying to deal with that. Right. So like the idea and, and I learned firsthand, like what a pain in the butt it was to try to go out and all right. So like the number of boxes oh, yeah. that they would ship sneakers in yeah. right. uh, tape right price tags just this like so up. B- bubble wrap yeah just apply goofy things we that... had a guy reach out that wanted uh twenty thousand buckets i think because he's got like some i mean it's out in the carolinas and we're sourcing that for him i mean it's just crazy i was gonna ask if it was the fishing caddy <laughs> yeah that's what i was <laughs> yeah. thinking yeah. yeah and it's a specific bottom but anyway so hmm. it's just this but, but so, so many of these things is that we went out as I went out there and I did this analysis on the business and it was some of it too was based around like, not like, okay, so here you are, you're right here, but at the current rate that you're growing, you're on pace to like have, this is going to be a million dollars that you spend every year. Right. And you don't think, and a lot of business, especially in early stage, you might not think about it. You're like, okay, so 5% of a million bucks, 50 grand. Right. And, you know, you start stacking all these things up and these are the equivalent of coins. The and, cost and, of and unplanned coin, spend is coin, unprecedented. Yeah. And that was the main thing, too, was the unplanned spend. Correct. So, like, where can you leverage some of this and, and buying things at a business and you know you're going to use them? 
okay, so like, why are you still like walking around the corner? And to like, your point, it's yeah. a no brainer. Why wouldn't they use this? Yeah, no, I mean, I think anybody who buys a lot of supplies of any kind of form on a monthly basis should use something like this. It'd be very helpful. Yeah, we agree. So now that we've negotiated that deal for Mixtape, you can maybe go to una.com and, and follow up and check us know, out. See, you know, how we're going to. You can buy what, pallets of it at a time. The, Just for clarity, we don't have a deal on M&Ms or envelope. Well, maybe certain envelopes through certain suppliers. By the way, right? tar- Target bought pallets of Mixtape the game. They there did. They did. Yeah. yeah. Mixtape the game's actually sold in eight different countries now. Nice. Barnes and Nobles just picked it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's there happening, man. It's happening. It is funny. You talk about the, the, um, leverage and that's a completely different thing, but f- for distribution, we own part of mixtape, but Joel okay. Johnson, the creator of it awesome. made an amazing deal with a games distributor. And okay. it's the same kind of concept. Like this is, these are people that have a presence at all these conventions and right. have these existing relationships and stuff like that. And I mean, he'll tell you firsthand, he's like, if I hadn't made that deal, then target wouldn't have bought 50,000 decks. 50,000. Right. We were trying to conceptualize how much space that took up. And oh, it's, that's it's, a lot of it was a lot of cards. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. So, all right. So we like to end all of our episodes of Startup Hustle with what we call the Founders Freestyle, um, because of our conversational and sometimes ADD nature, people okay. may use that to resolve something throughout from the episode to give advice, to pitch their business, to do whatever. It is a freestyle. So, go. You, you get to go first freestyle and you can say whatever you want man i mean it can really i mean and don't overthink it yeah i just want to say i think uh appreciate you guys having me on una.com check us out uh, we're on social media as well but uh, i think there's a phenomenal opportunity for businesses i i want to emphasize just the education uh, we believe there's a great supplier community and we want to i'll just lift up this and i don't know how many professionals are in the supply chain or sourcing space we see what you're doing. We know what you're doing is hard, hard to do, and we want to be supportive where we can. And uh, I think there's a real audience and community that's building that's even like a younger crowd that's more progressive and open-minded to what we're trying to do. So we lift up those guys. That's what I'll say. Saving and money. Else. Saving money is making money. Sound like math. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I love what you guys do, and I think for the right type of customers that do a lot exactly. of purchasing, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, Stackify is more of a, technology company what is stackify again uh we do application performance management so we help other software developers figure out why their code sucks and how to fix it it, which everybody has that problem and do you use a lot of envelopes or (laughs) not not really but the um i steal envelopes from stackify can we just get that out there? It's out there. Cause I'm I glad use, you finally admitted that. Cause I use, and stamps. Cause probably. I use, no, I use three, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Cause I send like three envelopes a year. I'll believe right. for those. But Please. what I was going to say is like uh, stack by example, actually what we spend our most amount of money on, on a monthly basis, besides things like payroll and stuff. Right. It's server hosting. Right. And I figured out how to save us $7,000 a month on our server hosting this week. It's Come no on. Different. Yeah, and it, but it's, it's real no, value. It's real money, right? It's it's saving money. It's making money. So it's no different than you know people that purchase. You got it. Hundreds of thousands, you know, millions of dollars a month or a year or whatever, and other things. You know, you figure out how to cut your cost. So, yeah. so I'm gonna in in my book balance me. I address finance, um, and this is more so personal in the book, but this applies to business. And I think it can change your mentality about things. So we have moved to a subscription type culture and, right. uh, and the people that are selling stuff to you keep these numbers intentionally small. 
Um, so I have this thing that it's the multiple of 12 and you need to look at anything that anything that you're spending or potentially saving and multiply it times 12. Cause it gives you a much grander perspective of about what that's right. worth. That's annual. So people look at things and they say, well, Matt, you, so you said, and this is, you said 7,000 a month. Yeah. I have trained myself to immediately think 84 grand a year Yeah, because right. it, now seven grand a month, no small sum, but no. 84 grand now I'm like, Oh, wow. So what can you do with that? I'm going to hire another salesperson. Yeah. Well, there you go. Boom. Help Come the on. Business grows. Invest back yeah, in. Yeah. And, or, or in, in the book I mentioned, cause you know, a lot of people are just, they're maxed out. They're, sure. they're complaining. They don't have enough money or doing this or that. And like, so where are you spending it? If you, if you can reduce your spend and then repurpose that into paying debt or something like that, you're going to win on both fronts. So a lot of these, a lot of these issues and problems that we have personally, also can apply to, you know, apply to very much to businesses. Right. So, I mean, $84,000 a month. Hey, hang, let me do the math. Yeah, it's still $84,000 a month. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. Right. It's there. And you've done a lot of that recently. There's yeah. been a lot of different analysis and things like that. And, you know, we do the same thing at full scale, like about once a quarter, I go through and I'm like, okay, where can, are these subscriptions right. or whatever that like, are we really using these? And sometimes I challenge people. I'm like, so you, you have a $200 a month subscription to this. Tell me about how you've used this recently, right. like justify Worth the, the cost. And, and, you know, there's a lot of different ways. And I think one thing that's important to remember is that, um, even if you have a procurement department already, that that companies like Una can just help you be. It's a complimentary yeah, yeah, relationship. Yeah. Not We're not trying to, to replace anybody. Correct. Correct. You got it. And, and any, anything that, that can make your life easier and save the company money, you've now also freed up your own, your own resources internally to do things that might also be valuable. So right. I'm going to, anyway, now that I know I can go to Una.com and get, uh, blue M&Ms and next tape the game. I, I, I got to run guys. Okay. Right, thank you. Yeah. See you next Thanks, time. Guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of startup hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on startup hustle.